sometimes because we will bring on a guest who's accomplished something and we we obviously want to hype them up like it can just sound so easy and maybe you can compare yourself to that person and you can feel really down and like oh i don't have this figured out i wish i had it all together just know that you know me and cody have some of these same Welcome to The Fi Show, where you'll get a behind-the-scenes look into financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Fi Show. If you listened to last week, Justin had, didn't know what he was doing. So, Justin, let's hear what happened this past week. What's going on? Yeah, Cody. So, um, didn't know what I was doing at the time because I got COVID, which screwed up all my plans. Obviously, needed to do the full quarantine so we were able to salvage the trip together somewhat, though. Uh, we The trip was originally supposed to be much longer. We cut off the front part so we could do our full quarantine. But that did mean getting rid of the skiing part, which bummed me out a little bit. But uh, we were still able to get together with some folks, you know, just like a nice Airbnb up in Aspen and enjoy the mountains and, and the views that are out there in the hot tub and just kind of relax and take some much needed time off from, from work. Because uh, with my work, we just ended our you know, fourth quarter of the the last fiscal year. So there's always just this like mad dash right there. So it's nice to take a few days off. Um, and I'm feeling much better. If anybody out there is wondering, or maybe if anybody out there is hoping I wasn't doing better, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could rub it in your face that I'm doing a little better. Uh, how about yourself, Cody? Yeah, so definitely a weekend of fun events. I actually just celebrated my 25th birthday this past Sunday. So that was fun, even though it is Valentine's Day. So I'm you know, splitting dinner with my girlfriend, which is always interesting on your birthday. Ended up going to Killington yesterday and just getting some skiing in because unfortunately on the icon, the 13th and 14th are blackout dates. Go figure because everyone wants to go and ski and have fun with their significant other. But no matter, we still made it work. And yeah, I think that's pretty much everything, but definitely an eventful weekend. Got to hang out with some friends. Again, got to snowboard, got to have an awesome dinner, got to hang out with the girlfriend. So all in all, it was a really good weekend. But enough about my weekend and your weekend, Justin. Let's take a quick second for our sponsor. Super excited to share one of my secret weapons for learning new things and getting ahead, and this is Blinkist. So basically, Blinkist is an app. It works on your phone, your tablet, on your desktop, and what it does is it takes books and it gets all of the need-to-know information out of the book. So it literally condenses an entire book down and it just 15 minutes and hits on the most important stuff. And I love to use Blinkist because I get recommendations for books all the time. I'm an avid podcast listener. I'm always talking to smart people who are reading tons of books. I get these recommendations, but I just don't have the time to read all the books from cover to cover. So this is all to say that with Blinkist, you got unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for the Fi Show audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Show and try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Show to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Show. Alrighty, for those out there listening, this week we decided to do another one of our kind of recaps, where it's just me and Cody, where we're taking a look at the last two episodes that we did and kind of making it like this little mini three-episode season, if you will. And this one, you know, it has that mentality as well as like mental health, just kind of all those intangible things we want to kind of wrap up and put together. Because coming out of our last two episodes with David and Marlis, you know, David's talking a lot about mindset. 
a lot about maximizing yourself in that way. And Marlis is obviously doing great work out there with different kind of rehabilitation, uh, strengthening people mentally through music. And so we kind of wanted to wrap that up and talk about, you know, some of the things that we think about when we think about uh, healthy mentalities, things that help us be more productive, as well as maybe any mental health things we've had in our own lives or things we've seen work for others, um, traps that we see people in the FI community in particular fall into or things that we think might could help them. So that's kind of what we're doing here today. We're just going to chat back and forth about some mental things. So Cody, I can kind of jump in. Uh, I'd say my first you know, realization of how important mental health was was actually kind of right before my financial independence kind of journey, you know, my interest started. Uh, I just moved to Colorado. Um, I had just graduated college, just commissioned into the Air Force, was making, you know, balling out at probably making 40 grand after taxes, the big bucks, most money I'd ever seen coming from my little spot in Mississippi. And so I was, you know, thinking like, oh, man, I have done everything. Like I've checked all the boxes. Um, but then I get there and I'm in Colorado and I'm 1,100 miles away from anybody I've ever known. And I'm depressed. I'm just not very happy. And that's kind of when I started realizing that just making money, just hitting these accomplishments is like, it's not enough, you know, figuring out what's actually fulfilling. And it also led me down the road of how I ended up finding, you know, what I like to do for kind of giving back, which is the orphanage down in Cozumel, Ciudad de Angeles. I have terrible Spanish, so don't make fun of that. Uh, But it's how I started sponsoring Norma. Cause I was just looking for an outlet. I was like, if I can't make myself happy, maybe I can make someone else happy and eventually like it'll come around kind of thing. And then I started, you know, thinking more and more about what actually made me happy. And it was spending time with those who are close to me uh, and being able to give back. And I knew the thing that was standing in my way then, you know, kind of reverse engineering is, well, if I've got a job that gets in my way, that gets in my way of spending time with people. It gets in my time gets in the way of me being able to uh, volunteer more hours. Um, and so th- right there, uh, that's kind of what led me to in 2015, getting serious about personal finance, starting the blog and doing this whole journey. So that's kind of where I first realized mental health was was going to be critical on this path. Well, Justin, like we kind of talked about before you hit record, I had no idea where we're going with this episode. And Justin and I just have bullet points. We're just kind of talking from our own personal experiences, but I'm really glad we kind of took this direction from the start. Because, I mean, I've struggled with this in very recent years. And, I mean, even in the past few weeks, like, I'm always battling as someone who's addicted to side hustles. I love making money. Like, it's super fun figuring out, like, a new way to make money with a business. But if it's at the cost of, you know, if you're staying up till 3 a.m. or you're not hanging out with your girlfriend or boyfriend or you're not going and doing those things you like to do just for the sake of making more money when maybe you don't need more money at the time, it can be super detrimental. And like, I've caught myself in these vicious cycles in my head where I'll catch myself just working my tail off when it's something that I don't necessarily need to do just because I'm like so addicted to that next dollar, which is definitely not a good thing and definitely a common theme we see. I mean, in the financial independence, especially financial independence slash entrepreneur community where people are just, you know, killing themselves trying to get to that next thing. And it's kind of a double-edged sword though, because at the same time, I'm thinking about it like that mentality is what got me to where I am today. If I didn't hustle like that when I was, you know, working my corporate banking job and working on the side hustle stuff, even though I was spending 16 hours a day working on stuff, I don't know if I'd be in the position. So, I mean, I guess this is a really roundabout way to say, I don't know what the best way to approach it, but you do for, for whoever you are, you have to find that happy medium. Like if you're just chasing the money so hard that you're not having fun with friends, you're not spending time with family, you're not happy with yourself, you're letting your health go. 
obviously you don't want to be on that end of the spectrum, but you also don't want to be just like YOLO, you know, drinking and drinking and partying every night and just doing the things that you want to focus on if the money isn't there. And if you're struggling to, you know, pay your monthly bills that obviously you don't want to be in the paycheck to paycheck situation as well. Um, I don't know if you've been there before, Justin, but that's definitely the biggest, kind of the biggest realization. I was like, all right, I need to figure this out in my own head. Like, when does it make sense for me to grind and go after that next dollar, whether or not I need it? And when does it make time for me to step back? You know, maybe it's okay to watch a movie on a certain night. I don't always have to be maximum productive. Yeah. As you're saying that, like a couple big things come to my mind. The one is when you talk about finding that happy balance for yourself and like with yourself being the key word, like knowing yourself, um, you know, we're not all landlords. We're not all entrepreneurs. Like that's not everyone who, you know, gets into the space that may not be you and that's okay. So like for some people, you know, maybe that working till three o'clock in the morning, it really fuels you and it doesn't burn you out because you just love it. But if that's not you, but you're just hearing so many stories of people being successful that way, understand that there are other ways to be successful. Like you can get there with a structured W-2 job. Like there, there are so many avenues to get there. So it, it can be tempting to lean into that really overworking just because you hear so many stories of it. And I think that's just saying like, hey, it's not that that's not a way that like if you are the entrepreneur who wants to put in the extra work and build up the side hustle, awesome. But if it's not actually like energizing you and it is doing nothing but grinding you down and you don't get in those moments where like, oh, look what I've built, then maybe it's time to like just reassess like who you are. Maybe that's just not your natural like aptitude. Maybe you are better at a job where things are a little more structured for you and you can stay within those bumpers and you know from nine to five, you give it your all, but then the rest of the day is yours and your families and, and what have you. The other thing that came to my mind was when you're talking about that is, you know, I'm in this weird spot right now where like I've technically hit my financial independence number, but I have the golden handcuffs of a, of a high paying job. And that's a big thing I want to talk about today was just kind of being open. And like, as people listen to this and listen to all of our episodes, sometimes because we will bring on a guest who's accomplished something and we, we obviously want to hop them up. Like it can just sound so easy and maybe you can compare yourself to that person and you can feel really down and like, oh, I don't have this figured out. I wish I had it all together. Just know that, you know, me and Cody have some of these same mental struggles. And so, you know, I think about that with my job, like the pay is really well, fairly flexible, but at what point is enough enough? And it's not like I've got that hundred percent figured out. You know, we tell, we tell people all the time, yeah, go for it, you know, quit your job, but we still struggle with these kind of things too. So. Justin, I'm curious because, you know, as we're talking about this, just being able to like let loose or, you know, something to kind of get you out of that zone. For me, it's definitely like I was just actually talking to Lauren about this in preparation for this episode, like having a routine or in doing like daily workouts, whether it's going to the gym or like, you know, going on a walk or just having that that thing or those things that you do every day. That is one of the most soothing things to me mentally. Like if I can kind of step away from the computer, step away from thinking about being productive, step away from, you know, the things I need to do and do the things that I want to do for me, whether I don't know whatever the thing it might be for you, whether it's playing an instrument or going to the gym. Do you have anything like that that comes to mind? I've definitely started trying to get back into the working out in the mornings um, because it's one of those things where, you know, I always hate the idea of it when the alarm goes off, but I'm always excited that I did it when I get home. And I've also, one of my goals for 2021 was just to make sure that I get outside for at least two hours Monday through Friday, which doesn't maybe even sound that lofty, but when, when you're working, you know, a full schedule, you'll just mess around and never even step foot outside. And when you work from home, you know, you're working and living from the same place and you never leave your door 
for days on end, like that can be a mental grind. So that's something I've tried to put. And then when you talk about um, a routine, I guess, honestly, for me, because with a normal, with like a W2, full-time W2 job, things almost seems like every day is too routine, especially in a pandemic. Like every day is like the same. It's like Groundhog's Day. And so I think the things that really help me escape are trying to think of those anti like things, routines that I can do, which may sound a little weird, but it's like, Hey, let's look for some random happy hour we've never been to. Like, let's look for, you know, some new trail we've never hiked. Like, let's add something new in there because every day can just really feel like a grind, especially in this kind of pandemic environment where, you, you know, you can't plan on the fact that you're going to be able to see someone you want to be able to see or to do the activity you want to do. You don't. There's so much uncertainty. Maybe you're stuck working from home. Like, there's a lot of, you know, it's been a tough mental you know, now we're looking at pretty much a year of this. So I think for me, there are some routine things that help, but then it's also like injecting a little spontaneity so that the days don't feel like such a drag. It's definitely interesting to kind of hear both sides of it. And I, I do agree though, like the random happy hour or finding that cool park you've never been to or going to that cool snowboarding mountain I've never heard of before. Like I love that stuff too. And as we we're talking about this, something that kind of just came into my mind was Using repetitive goal setting type stuff, and this is kind of like on the same thread as routine is probably why I thought about it. But what I've learned, especially in years of recent, is like one mega goal, and you know, obviously it's okay to have these mega dream goals, but one mega goal usually leads to like no progress whatsoever. For me anyway, I think that's how most people operate. So if you can set like a bunch of mini milestones, and whether this is a daily thing or a weekly thing, whatever the frequency that you choose, but you know, hit those smaller goals and then celebrate your wins. Like I'm kind of just bringing all this together, like with the workout thing, I literally have a whiteboard right outside the room I'm recording in right now where I do daily push-ups, pull-ups and abs. And like, if I didn't have that whiteboard and every time I walk by it and I like hit it with tally marks, once I, you know, do a set or a couple sets or whatever, stuff like that just helps me so much. And whether it's, you know, using sticky notes on my computer to get stuff done, using reminders app on my phone, hitting those little tiny milestones instead of saying, you know, bring podcasts to X dollars in revenue or get this many downloads or, you know, hit this milestone in my business. Like if you just set this crazy goal without any steps to get there, that is usually where a lot of people get stuck. And it's just such a kind of negative mental health thing because it just seems like such a far away thing. It's kind of like the idea of financial independence. It sounds like the craziest thing in the world if you tell someone <laughs> who's not in this space that, hey, you can retire at 30. Like here are 10 people who have done it. It just seems like such an outrageous goal. Like you were just talking about, Justin. I mean, obviously, we know financial independence is a very reasonable goal for people who have found that gap between their income and their expenses. But for a lot of these people, for a lot of people who are hearing, whether it's, like I said, financial independence or some other work-related goal or even like a fitness-related goal, this the end of the rainbow just seems so far-fetched. So make sure you're building that ladder for yourself or you probably will not get to the destination or it will be really, really difficult. And you'd be super lucky if you do. Yeah. And as you're saying that, the two big things that come to my mind are like accountability and celebrating wins, which you talk about. And, you know, when you think about like your whiteboard or whether it be some kind of tracking app that you have, and this could be financial, could be fitness, could be whatever, you know, keeping a log of what you're doing and showing your progress and coming up with a couple metrics. You know, you want to, to me, you always want to focus on metrics that you can control. So instead of getting overly wound up in maybe net worth, which could be driven by the markets, like maybe you just focus on like a savings rate percentage or something that, you know, you can actually control because you don't want to be getting depressed when the market just happens to have a bad month. The other thing with accountability is, you know, 
partners in it, someone outside of yourself. I think to me, that's always been huge. Like I am so much more likely to not let someone else down than I am to let myself down. So like, for instance, if I think Cody, you know this uh, very well, like if, if this was my podcast and you weren't my co-host, like people would probably get a episode once a quarter. They're like, <laughs> you have to, you know, but like the fact's like, oh, you know, Cody wants me to get on this day. Like, yep, I want to do it. Like I said, I'd do it. When you have somebody else that you kind of hold yourself accountable to, I think that just helps so much. And it also gives you someone to celebrate those wins with, because especially when we're talking about personal finance goals, it can be a lonely place for celebrating wins. Like you don't feel comfortable saying, Hey, I, I just, you know, I got my first hundred thousand saved. Like, cool. Like your friends who are struggling and still have student loan debt are going to be like, quit throwing it in my face, even though it's totally cool for them to maybe post a new house or car they got online and everybody can celebrate it. Just our culture isn't very supportive of, of celebrating those financial wins. So if you can find somebody who has similar goals, especially in this personal finance space, like that gives you someone to hold yourself accountable to. It also gives you someone who you know will naturally like be invested and care about your wins and you can celebrate and not feel like you're flaunting it. You know that it's literally a friend who who cares and wants to see you succeed. I could not agree more. <laughs> Definitely. This is probably the thing I agree with most that we've talked about today. Like having partners or just having someone else accountable, just it makes it so much easier. And whether it's like you said, a business partner or a gym partner or a buddy at work, like all of those things will just make you work harder. Cause I'd say most people probably care more about the people that are close to them than they do about themselves. Like you don't want to let your wife or your mom or your spouse, like whoever the person is that you don't want to let down, you probably are, you will go to greater lengths to not let them down than to let yourself down. You're like, ah, whatever, I'll work out tomorrow. But you know, if you're meeting someone at the gym tomorrow morning and you don't show up, all of a sudden you're kind of, you know, you're screwing them because they were expecting you to show up with them. So I just, I love that lesson. And the other thing when you're, whether it's like you're using our Facebook group page or maybe like a local choose five face group page or however you're finding those people that can really help you be accountable with your FI goals. Like that can also be an awesome place to kind of make some friends. Like it's, it's tough, you know, especially in this year to make friends, the older you get, the tougher that gets. Maybe you don't have kids and everyone your age does, or maybe the pandemic has erased your idea of, of a workplace. So you don't have that anymore. So um, that's kind of another like side benefit of getting out there and, and finding some people who have similar interests to you that could be that accountability partner is uh, the reality is it gets a lot tougher uh, to make friends the older we get, especially as our if our lifestyles are maybe a little different than everyone else's and we don't have all those same interests. So uh, that's just another plug of getting creative. I mean, I've this year have even went as far as to uh, like, you know, Leslie gave me the thumbs up to like find some friends on some of the like apps out there, you know, knowing that those were probably like a little bit treacherous waters, like wondering what people, <laughs> you know, like uh, wonder what people's uh, intents really were. But it's worked out, you know, so far I've found two good friends in Texas. And so um, if you're out there feeling lonely, just keep your chin up. There's a lot of interesting ways to grow that community. Well, Justin, I'm going to pivot, but something that just popped into my head. And I think this is honestly one of the biggest themes in any successful community, whether it's financial independence, whether it's entrepreneurs, whether it's health and wellness. And we've kind of touched on it today, but I think honestly, this is a question that puzzles most of the muggle people, meaning outside of the financial independence community. And this is a quote from, don't even know who it's from, but I think it's small things done consistently yield great results. 
And I guess I can take this in two ways. So kind of talking about what I was talking about before, like whether you're working out daily or, you know, hitting consistent goals daily. But honestly, the thing I want to take away from this quote is even the smallest actions, like if, if Justin, if you looked back five years from now and you're going to talk to younger Justin, like you wouldn't imagine that you were in the place you are now because of maybe a few small strategic moves. And whether it was like, you know, reaching out to a recruiter and, you know, leaving the Air Force and getting a new job, like it might have literally been one conversation that you just kind of had for whatever reason, or that one person you talked to, that one connection that you reached out to. And this has happened with me too. Like just, you know, that one conversation has just yielded incredible results, but it's because of that one small action that now, you know, years later, you can look back and go, wow, I cannot believe I, you know, got to this place. I think a lot of people think like that. Like they're like, you know, I'm going to do this when I get rich. I'm going to do this once I get in really good shape. I'm going to do this once. And they get stuck and I'm going to do that or I'm going to do this once. And they're waiting for that thing on the other side that doesn't just come overnight. Like it's all about doing those small little things. It's all about having those uncomfortable conversations. Like David was saying, it's all about, you know, taking the step toward that new business. It's all about, you know, sending that email to the boss about your new idea for in your company. Like whatever the thing is that you might be scared to do, even if it's the smallest action, as small as an email or a one sentence conversation, like those things can seriously change your life. And Justin, I'm, I know, I mean, it's definitely happened for both of us. It's not just like, you know, you're working up your whole life to get a new job that pays way better, or you're not working up your whole life for that one moment where it just all changes and you know you're you're rolling in the riches and you're ripped up like rambo like it's 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 the little stuff over time that kind of brings you to that glory road yeah and and when you're talking about that it also just makes me think about as people or at least the way i see myself and i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who this resonates with like we destroy ourselves and beat ourselves up about like yesterday but we don't pick ourselves up and celebrate ourselves about last year and it goes in that same thing where you're talking about like we can, you know, like it's those, those small things. Yes. Like those are what build up to make these big changes, but we stay so focused in sometimes that like our recognition towards ourselves on what like just recently happened. And we think about like, Oh man, that sucks. And we, we focus on the bad things and we don't zoom back and think like, man, look how much progress we've made over the whole last year. Like all those little things like, yeah. Okay. So yesterday was a little bit of a setback. But if I zoom out a little bit and I look at the month, I look at the year, like look at how much progress I've made because it can just be so easy to focus in on the one bad misstep, but we don't think about the other 99 positive ones that led to this big movement forward and, you know, tying it back in kind of the personal finance world, that can be really, that can be true, you know, with our investments, like people can freak out and they're checking their net worth every day. And they're not emotionally ready for those ups and downs. And all of a sudden the market like jumps back 10% one day. And now they start questioning every little thing they've been doing. All those, you know, contributions to their 401k, all those rules they promised themselves, all those times where they told themselves, you know, I'm not going to get scared, just sell everything. That kind of all goes out the window, this one blink of a moment, just because they had this one bad day. So I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to the audience when it's like, zoom out and you know recognize all the great things that you've accomplished over the last few years just because you had one bad thing happen last week that one thing can't stop all those other you know daily things that you've been grinding and putting in the work and earning you know you, you've earned it whether it be you know by your the the work you're putting into it uh, emotionally physically or whether it is financially 
like you you've earned all that progress and so don't let one bad week kind of try to steal that from you i've also just thinking about this same concept especially earlier on in my journey and i've kind of had to learn to adapt is kind of being stuck in between jealousy and contempt and this is for two different groups of people so like no matter where you are in financial independence, there's always going to be someone just crushing you with their savings or their income. And then there's going to be the people under you and you're like, oh, look at them buying that new flashy sports car or look at them doing all these things wrong. And like, I definitely have caught myself in this. You know, I'm jealous of the person way ahead of me and I'm just feeling contempt for these people who are way behind me, you know, making stupid financial decisions or whatever I thought at the time. Um, and I've kind of had to learn to, you know, the people who are ahead of me, they're doing something right. I have something to learn from these people. Like, whether it's they're crushing it in their job or they're crushing it with their business or they're hitting these amazing savings goals or they're using these tools that I haven't heard about before. And that's why they're so far ahead of me. And, you know, not having contempt, not having no sympathy for these people who, unfortunately, they didn't get the same financial lessons that you and I have gotten, Justin. They don't listen to the same podcast. They don't read the blogs. They don't read the books. They just don't know what they're doing. So, you know, you can't have contempt for those people. You can't, you know, think they're stupid just because they don't have the same information as you. And on the same double-edged sword, you cannot be jealous of the people who are doing subjectively better than you. Because, I mean, like you said, Justin, look back at what you were doing a month, a year ago. You're probably crushing those goals as long as you're taking those small little daily action steps. Yeah, I mean, comparing yourself is definitely uh, something that I don't know, no matter what level you're at, that you're not susceptible to. I mean, we just had this craziness in the stock market where you had people making millions of dollars off GameStop stock, right? Like you can't tell me as like that as someone or at least I'd be lying if I told you that it didn't bother me when I'm sitting there thinking I've put in five years of working hard, putting back money, like, you know, saying no to the, you know, like, oh man, I'd love a new Tesla, but say no, like I'll wait on that. Like I'm I'm delaying some of the gratification and then to have some random person like, ah, you know, I want to buy 20,000 shares of GameStop stock at $2 and then just become millionaires overnight. Like that, that can be kind of crushing when you get out there and you start comparing yourself to other people who maybe hit some kind of lucky break or were at the right place at the right time. But all you can control is what you can control. And uh, that's what I at least keep trying to tell myself and focus in on the work that I have done, the progress I have made. Because there is, you know, no one who can't compare themselves to someone else that they could be jealous of. You know, I'm sure even some of the richest people in the world are jealous of, of a different person. Maybe they have some kind of physical attributes that they don't have or, or skill that they wish they had. I mean, even if it's not monetary, almost anyone could find someone to be jealous of if they worked hard enough, you know, looking for that person. And one of the last things I'll say, and this is kind of bringing the whole thing together, I mean, about everything I've been talking about anyway, comparing yourself to others, taking those small action steps. And this is a phrase that I've used time and time again to just kind of, you know, go out and do the thing. And it's what's the worst that could happen. And a lot of people just play out these insane doomsday scenarios in their head. You know, if they, and this is kind of going back to David Wood's interview where we talked about the tough conversations, but I mean, most of the time, the worst thing that can happen is a no, or, you know, maybe someone's, a you ruffle their feathers for a little bit, but you're not going to get fired from your job. You're not going to die, like <laughs> depending on the thing that you're doing. But most of the time, for most of the time, when you're asking this question, the absolute worst case scenario is really not too bad. So just go out and, you know, try the thing. And one of the last things I'll say here before we wrap up is, you know, you guys are crushing it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening to other podcasts, bettering yourself in other ways, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever the thing is you're doing. So and I'm sure Justin can also, you know, echo this. You guys are crushing it. 
Never think that you're not enough. Stop comparing yourself to other people and thinking that you're not doing good enough stuff because I'm 100% sure that if you are the type of person to listen to a podcast like ours, to take all these action steps, to make these changes in your life, then you are going to be set up for a life full of success. Yes, certainly want to echo that one part you mentioned there, Cody, which is if you're listening to this, if you're taking time out of your day to better yourself, to worry about your personal finance journey, you're already so far ahead of so many of your peers. But as the theme of today's episode is while you're building up those financial building blocks, you don't deprive that mental health part. Um, Because if that deteriorates and you become a person that either you can't love yourself or that becomes difficult for those around you to love, you're going to end up at the end of this journey, meeting all those goals that you can check in personal capital, but still not being happy. And if that, uh, if you get there and find yourself not happy, then there's really no point in everything else that you just did. To me, that's the name of this game. Financial independence is all about having the time and resources to do the things that you want to do that make you happy and that make those around you happy. So that's really the name of the game of this episode with all the mental health and the mentality is, uh, yep, we want you to get to your goals. But we want you to get there as the best version of you and a very happy version of you. As always, we thank everybody for listening to the show. Hope you come back for the next one. And if you want these show notes, you can get them at thefyshow.com slash mindset. That's thefyshow.com slash mindset. And as always, if you want to check out our Facebook group page, you can do so at thefyshow.com slash community. And we always appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us get great guests like we had today. And if you're interested in supporting The Fi Show, you can do so by checking out some of our partners over at the resources page, which can be found at thefyshow.com slash resources. And thanks for listening.